we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 64. Not sure if there's going to be a 65, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, I chat with Danielle Donovan, CEO and founder of Cheer Fit and the host of the podcast Life After Cheer. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with a fitness junkie, maybe even a former cheerleader. This is going to be right up their alley. More and more of you guys are filling out that survey, but we still need more. So if you can hear my voice and you haven't filled it out, yes, I'm talking to you. Now is your time. Link in the show notes to fill out the survey. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. But you're not here to listen to me today. Without further ado, my conversation with Danielle Donovan. All right, so Danielle, thank you so much for joining us on this. It's a love. It's a morning for me, six thirty a.m. in the morning, nine thirty p.m. or p.m. a.m. <laughs> for you out there in. Are you still yes. in New York? So excited to be here, and yes, yes. Here we go on the grind. Hey, early bird gets the worm. So, all right, Danielle. So let's hop straight into this. Tell us your story. How did? Let's start from the beginning. How did you first get involved in cheer? Um, so I actually was a gymnast more so my entire life, um, and then dabbled into, I did gymnastics, yeah, pretty much from like five on, and then, um, in high school, they ended up not having gymnastics, um, at my school, and so I was like, all right, well, I can't not do anything, what's kind of similar, what's kind of next, um, and always had an interest in cheerleading, but never dabbled in it, but then, um, you know, always a firm believer, everything happens for a reason, and then instead of doing gymnastics and continuing that on, I switched to cheering, and just instantly, you know, fell in love, loved the concept of the sport, the athleticism, the tumbling, um, and then started cheering in high school, and then moved on to cheer D1 at Syracuse University, um, and haven't looked back since. There we go. So that's like the true, that's like the classic, um, like the premise of Bring It On, right? The movie, right? And they're like, right. you know, she's a she's a gymnast and she's like, ah, you'll have a, you know, your school has no gymnastics team. This is the last resort. So <laughs> yeah. you're her. So here we go. So what was that like? So what was that, trans- tell me about that transition, because especially if you want to be good at cheer, especially as females, they have to start like super early if they're going to be, you know, you know, good. So you start, you start cheering in high school. So tell me about that transition going from, gymnastics to to cheerleading at such a late age yeah I mean it was coming from a gymnastics background I think also gave me a leg up because I had just the in gymnastics it was super disciplined and focused on body control and flexibility and body awareness and really being able to you know, carried that into the world of cheering. I was fire. And so really focusing on that body control, I had that self-awareness and then also already had the discipline to, you know, stick to sport, be really determined, work really hard, long practices, long hours were nothing new to me. Um, So it wasn't that I was 
changing my whole mindset. I already had that mindset. And so it, and had the, the body control and the flexibility from gymnastics and then switched it to cheering. I will say though, it's a very different dynamic because cheering is a very team oriented sport and you have to really rely and count on each other. And in gymnastics, it's, you know, a little more individualized. And so I think switching that and just having that camaraderie of that team, literally cheering each other on, um, you know, was definitely a switch, but I love surrounding myself with others. I get lit up, lit up by, you know, being around other like-minded people. So I feel like it was a really organic and natural switch for me. There we go. And so you started cheering your freshman year in high school or a little bit later? Um, actually sophomore because I did oh, gymnastics, sophomore. gymnastics, my freshman year in high school, and then they canceled the program. Um, and oh, then gotcha. I was like, oh, well, you know, what do I do now? Um, and then switched to cheering. Um, and yeah, just went full in, um, cheered throughout the rest of my high school and then cheered in college. Um, and now my career is in cheering. So. There we go. Crazy, right? Okay. So now you, you cheer in high school. And so did you do all stars or you just did your high school team? I just did high school. Um, so you did your high school team. Yeah, okay. Go yep. ahead. Uh, yeah. So I didn't do all stars. I did more of the school and the collegiate style. There we go. So then you do high school and then from there you go to Syracuse, dude, yes. let's go. Yes. So this is actually really cool. We told, well, we, you know, our pre-conversation, and this is for you in the audience, but as Danielle and I were talking, you know, prepping, she's like, yeah, and I went to Syracuse. And I'm like, and I kind of get nervous because I'm like, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to ask girls how old they are. And I'm like, hey, Danielle, do you mind me asking how old you are? So I won't, I won't tell anyone your age, but we find out oh, that God. we're about the same age. So we're both about right. 25 uh, <laughs> so she goes, yeah, you know, I, you know, I cheered at Syracuse and I was like, Hey, I was at SFA at that time. And we played you guys, you know, in the NCAA basketball tournament. And turns out that we were both there at the same time. You guys absolutely yeah. destroyed us. It was not even <laughs> a fun game. It was fun to be in Miami, but you guys absolutely, uh, killed us that game. So anyway, but tell me about I cheered, you know, at, you know, Stephen F. Austin. So only reason, you know, for me to go there is that they had a fantastic cheer team. But, you know, our football team was, you know, below average a lot of times. Our basketball team was pretty good. Like I said, we, you know, we went Mm -hmm. to the tournament. But our games weren't anything special. So tell me about that experience cheering at, like, this big D1 school, especially one with such a huge, you know, storied basketball program. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, going back, it was so crazy realizing we were both there at the same time. Um, I love that. And and then fast forward and going to just thinking about cheering at Syracuse, it was amazing. Like, I definitely take it for granted or took it for granted when I was there because I just didn't realize how exciting and how much I would miss it. Um, mm-hmm. And just being part of that that just community and that that spirit and that energy and just really feeding off of the energy, especially with the big games where everyone's getting pumped up and you're literally front and center. You're right there. And really just being part of that experience is what I what I love. Um, and just like I said before, you know, truly feed off of the energy of people. And so when you're, you know, uh, on the court watching the game, you know, there and really in the moment and feeding off of the energy of the, the basketball players and of the, the students and the fans and really just, you know, being able to lead and be a motivation and just kind of, you know, be in the middle of all of it. Um, our memories that are, 
of my favorite favorite memories. And definitely, like I yeah. said, I didn't realize how much I missed it until you weren't there anymore. I just kind of took for granted being being involved and going to practice and going to the games and traveling and being, you know, part of the school history. Um, and it definitely was such an experience that I will remember forever, for sure. Love that. I am super jealous. Like, I'm glad... I'm glad I tiered at SFA, but mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I'll go to a, you know, another college basketball game or something like that. And I just go, man, like, this is the experience that I did not get to have. And I know a lot of people would probably trade with me because I had a great, you know, again, our, our college team was mm-hmm. very good. And we won NCAA college nationals, you know, a few times when I was there. So I know a lot of people would want to trade their experience for my experience, mm-hmm. but man, cheering at, Sy- cheering at Syracuse would have been a blast. So what'd you major yeah. in at Syracuse? Um, so actually, I majored in marketing and entrepreneurship. So it's exactly mm. in line with what I'm doing now, having my own company and, um, you know, starting CheerFit. And I love marketing. Um, granted, marketing has evolved in so many ways from when I went to school, but really just the concept of, you know, connecting and sharing stories. And then with entrepreneurship, I've always had that entrepreneurial energy. I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I didn't quite know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, But then, again, I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And so really just found my passion in fitness um, and then translated that to to cheer pretty much. Um, And has got, you know, have gotten experience along the way. After I graduated, I started as a personal trainer, actually, because I love fitness. I loved entrepreneurship. I loved marketing. I, you know, had a business degree, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with that. And personal training can seem like, quote, not a real job, but it honestly was probably one of the best things I've done because it really just gives you that level of having your own business. You have to promote, you have to market yourself, you have to get clients. And it was in the fitness mm-hmm. industry. For sure. Perfect fit then. Yeah. So, Let's go back because I know you had a devastating injury. So just tell me, tell me about the injury mm-hmm. and just, well, just, just tell that story with the injury real quick. Yeah. So at Syracuse, like I said, it was some of the best years and best memories, but also some of the hardest as well. So I went, you know, made the team my freshman year, super excited. All of my friends ended up being cheerleaders. And I actually remember my dad saying, you know, you're, you're going to surround yourself with all cheerleaders. That's who you're going to associate with. And I was saying, no, no, you know, that's not me. I'll, I'll have other friends. I'll do other things. I'll be well-rounded. And, and no, like that was my group because we all were on the same page on the same schedule. And again, that like squad, that team feeling. Um, so already had a core group of, you know, friends and just a routine, um, that I was part of. And then freshman year, my, um, what was it? Like, in the winter of freshman year, right before winter break, I we were prepping to um, for a game and practicing in warm-ups, and then all of a sudden we were trying a stunt, came down weird on my leg and landed, and with it locked out, completely mm-hmm. S-shaped, and all of a sudden I just couldn't stand up anymore. Um, didn't hear a pop or anything, so everyone was saying, you know, when you tear your ACL, you hear a pop, that's like, you know, the, the tall, tall sign. Didn't hear a pop, so just like, all right, maybe I just kind of sprained it. Long story short, um, ended up completely tearing my ACL, my MCL, um, and had to get surgery for for repairing it, or or so I was told. Um, so that was my winter, the winter season of freshman year. There's still, you know, with basketball, that's kind of just the beginning of all the excitement mm-hmm. and all the hype. So yeah. 
um, I was completely out. And instead of, I'm never one to just sit still and not do anything and say, you know, poor me. So in, in prepping for surgery, they said, all right, well, if you start physical therapy, you start rehabbing your knee, make the muscle stronger, you'll recover faster. So that literally like went straight to my head. And I took all the time that I wasn't at practice anymore, which again was devastating kind of, you know, I already associated myself with this amazing group. They're all on the same schedule. They're going to practice. They're going to games. They're doing the thing. I couldn't even be on the court because if you're injured, it's a liability to be on the court. So I couldn't yep. even be involved in any sense of the way. So that was, you know, just hard in itself is it my freshman year. Everything was new. Um, but instead I took that challenge and took that time that I had to really focus on rehabbing my knee. So in that process, really found my passion for fitness. I was, you know, realizing how it worked and how I was excited to be working out. It was actually something I wanted to do. It wasn't a punishment, which, you know, I feel like I've grown up using fitness as a punishment beforehand, whether you mm -hmm. did something wrong and you have to punish yourself for dropping a stun or you're punishing yourself to look a certain way in your uniform. Um, but I really found my passion for fitness. And so I rehabbed my knee, made it pretty strong going to surgery. I even feel like I didn't need surgery the first time because I felt so strong. I felt like I could, you know, go back full force. Um, but listen to the doctors, got the surgery, went through the rehab, which was such a grueling process because it just was so hard for somebody like myself who is so on the go and, you know, wants to do all these things. Um, but went through, went through the rehab process took it to the extreme um, and really focused on, you know, if I, if I do more, I'll rehab it faster. Didn't give my mm -hmm. body time to rest. Um, went back in like six months, which for an ACL, there, that's not, you should wait a full yeah. year. Um, and, and then ended up tearing it again a year and a half later. Um, so after that second time that I tore it, it just, again, was devastating. Like I was like, I can't possibly go through this again. And if I get surgery for the second time, I'm completely out my senior year. And so that just wasn't even an option. Um, and I remember thinking how strong I was, you know, going into surgery and thinking like, man, I don't even know if I need surgery. So I kind of just went with that, got back into rehabbing my knee. Um, and again, dove right in and really just truly found my passion for fitness and realized how much it worked. Long story short, my ACL is still torn today, but because of that experience, I was able to find my passion for fitness, um, go back my senior year. It's, you know, go do all the things I love doing, stunting, tumbling, um, even without an ACL, and then turn that challenge into an opportunity to create TrueFit, which initially started as a fitness program for cheerleaders. There we go. Good stuff right there. So, man, a lot to unpack. So let's start real, real quick. Let's go back. I want to ask about, I remember when I was a senior in high school, mm -hmm. don't laugh at this. Well, senior in high school, me and my buddy decided we were going to play a game of tag before practice. We're seniors in high school. We're going to play tag before practice. And, you know, we're running around hitting tag and we're running around like in the grass, like in this front yard. And there's like a pothole mm -hmm. and I step in it knee you know i go one way he goes the other way and i'm just i'm hurting badly and go to the doctors and they tell me i have you know torn my mcl right you're gonna be out for at least six months right the doctor mm -hmm. tells me and it's like my senior year in high school and i'm just like i'm bummed about it like just right. so devastated 
Now, luckily for me, um, he was wrong. I didn't tear anything. I felt better okay. like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for that two weeks, I was devastated. So just yeah. tell me about the emotions that you went through, you know, the first and second time, you know, with the ACL. Yeah. Second time was even harder because I knew what to expect. First time, again, I didn't think I tore my ACL first because it it didn't pop. Um, but then it just hurt so bad. And I'm, you know, have a pretty high tolerance for pain. And almost kind of when I got that I tore my ACL, it was interesting because kind of that reverse, like, oh, wow, this is this is why it hurt so bad. Like, I'm not, you know, just just that. Mm-hmm. It, it's not it's it's kind of like I thought it would be almost um but I didn't realize how much that would hold me back I didn't realize how much that would take away from me um which is why I really just changed that mindset and then switched it to like okay well let me do as much as I can again kind of on the opposite side you can't go all in you do have to let your body rest um but the second time was even harder honestly when I got when the doctor called and said yep you tore your ACL I bursted out into tears. It literally sounded like they told me somebody died because I just felt like I just, I worked so hard to get to this point and it was my Mm -hmm. senior year and that just hearing those words crushed me. Um, And, and again, I really had to sit with that and then reverse that thinking like, okay, well, here's option one, you can get surgery and be out. Option two, let's, you know, focus back on that fitness and reconnect with that and take matters almost into my own hands. Um, Cause I just, I had that experience the first time and I felt so strong going into surgery. I remember thinking, I wish I didn't get surgery. So mm-hmm. really being able to have the mindset to know that you have options. Um, and it's just how your, how your, you know, your mindset is thinking about it. It's either poor me or what can I do? Um, yeah. So yeah, just hearing that was absolutely devastating and just, dealing with it. But then again, how can I turn that around? And, and now I believe every challenge happens for a reason and truly makes you the person that you are today. There we go. So now take me through, take me through this, the, there are a couple of athletes. I want to say a couple, there are athletes everywhere right now. Someone just tuned it in and maybe there's an athlete listening. Uh, but most likely there's a parent listening or maybe even a coach that's listening right now who goes, oh man, my daughter just tore her ACL MC or she just had a devastating or he had a devastating injury. It might not necessarily be to the knee, but had a devastating injury. So what looking back on, especially having to deal with it twice, not talking about the rehab, like, like what you did to not like surgery or, or the fitness, but give some advice to, you know, athletes out there who just went through a devastating injury. Yeah, honestly, it's taking the time to define who you really are, because I feel like so many times we just associate ourselves with athletes, and that's our role, and that's who we are, and that's kind of like what we identify as, but really, when you aren't an athlete, because you can't, you know, you have this injury, you can't take part in that experience, who are you at your core, and really focusing on those qualities and those aspects, and what makes you you, what makes you unique, Um, and and focusing back on that and letting that drive you to be the person that you are and really taking that challenge 
to turn it into an opportunity. And, you know, it, it's hard. It's not easy to sit there um, and just watch everyone else do the things that you love to do and the things that you want to do. But what can you do with this time? And so again, just changing that mindset from poor me where I, I get it, I know it's hard, really, really hard. But then at the same time, what can you do that are is also in line with who you are and you know follows the other passions that you have. I know cheering is super important and and you know what you associate yourself with, but what other qualities do you have that can just unlock something new for you during that time? Um so again, yeah. just switching that mindset. It's not poor me. Um it's you know, what can I learn from this challenge to be even stronger? There we go. Good spoken like a champion. Love it, Danielle. <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that the first time you had the injury, you opted to have surgery. And then mm-hmm. the second time you decide, you know what, I'm not going to do the surgery route. I'm just going to rehabilitate. I'm going to get strong. I'm just going to, you know, get stronger. Yeah. So is that, is that, is that about right? Yep, that's correct. There we go. And so is that, is that really the inspiration for, for the cheer fit training? Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, just, that doing the rehab process just found my passion for fitness in a positive way. So beforehand, I always used fitness as something negative. It was always, oh, I have to work out or uh, using it as a punishment, whether it's to punish my body to look a certain way or did something wrong, you know, and had to go run laps or do burpees. And so I never had that positive experience with fitness until I was rehabbing my knee. And I just realized the power of fitness and wish I had that, that mindset growing up. And, you know, um, honestly, if I was working out beforehand as, as I was afterwards, I would not have torn my ACL twice. And so Mm -hmm. really then just found that passion for fitness, realized the power of fitness and knew that cheerleaders need a fitness program. We all know fitness and working out is important, but like, what do we do? What's cheering is so different than any other sport. You're throwing people in the air, you're defying gravity. You need to condition your body to keep up at that level. And as cheerleading evolves, you know, we need a fitness program to be strong. So um, men moved on to realize, you know, I had this passion for fitness. What can I do with it? I went to school for marketing and entrepreneurship. And so really just turned that challenge into an opportunity to create CheerFit and got, went on to get all my national certifications, specialized in sports conditioning, youth conditioning, and really tailored that, you know, to cheerleaders, creating a program um, that can help them improve their skills to prevent injury and build confidence, um, and really focusing on the muscles that cheerleaders need from balance, stability, core strength, endurance, to be able to compete at the level. So CheerFit started, yep, as a fitness program for cheerleaders. Uh, my cha- my inspiration absolutely came from turning a challenge into an opportunity, which is a quote I live by every single day, because again, it's that, that mindset shift. Um, and CheerFit has evolved in so many ways. We, you know, now have group fitness programs and certifications and really connect through the power of fitness, everyone from our athletes, former athletes, and, you know, busy moms as well. There we go. All right. So now we kind of talk about how it got started and we dove into a little bit what, what CheerFit does, but really dive into it. So what does CheerFit actually do? 
So we have um, a couple of different styles of programs. We have programs for our athletes to really focus on the muscles cheerleaders need to, again, build the, the strength and to prevent injury, improve their skills, and build their confidence. So we have circuit-style workouts that um, athletes get each week that they can do at home that are focused on very specific, you know, uh, we have all workouts for tumbling, workouts for jumps, workouts for flexibility. So really tailored towards their specific needs. We work with the gym owners and the coaches to say, you know, hey, what's your team's goals? What are the goals of, you know, these athletes? What workouts are you or what? What are you looking to achieve this year? And then give workouts mm -hmm. based on that. And then we also have a certification program to certify coaches to learn the CheerFit method, which is a very specific um, group fitness program and group fitness format um, focusing on stability and balance, cardio, strength training, abs, and flexibility. And we make it fun at the same time. So we have a certification program to certify coaches and gym owners to bring CheerFit to their gym um, to have as a workout program for their athletes. Um, and then can, they can also use it for the parents as well. There we go. So it sounds like, so athletes, so an individual athlete can sign up for like a membership. Is that what you're saying? So an yes. individual athlete can do it and then the gym can sign up for it and then either teach it to their athletes or, you know, run a class for parents. Is that, is that right? Yeah, so primarily we focus on more of the, the gym and the team um, concept where individuals can get certified and then they bring that to their gym. And by doing so, you then have the athlete portal for all of your athletes. Um, so, you know, there's options for athletes to do it one off, but it's really more focused and tailored towards the coaches, the gym owners to get certified, bring the program gotcha. to their gym, um, have a group fitness program, and then also have an at-home workout program where each week everyone has access to a new workout that they can do at home to be even stronger and make practices more efficient. Because if you're hitting things the first time, you're not getting injured, obviously you're going to get through way more and have just a really productive and successful season. There we go. All right, so walk me through the process. I'm a gym, I'm American cheer, and we want to do cheer fit. Walk me through that process. Yeah, so we have a certification. So first you would have, you know, um, either yourself or your coaches um, get CheerFit certified. So it's a full eight-hour certification. You get a 130-plus page manual really detailing out the very specific components of the CheerFit workout method. Um, in the certification class, you learn how to teach our three styles, which is CheerFit Bootcamp, which is more cardio-based, endurance-based, um, really great for the athletes. CheerFit Sculpt, which is more sculpting and strengthening, and then CheerFit Dance, which is more choreo, cardio, dance-oriented. So you learn the three styles, um, and then you can bring those classes. To, then you basically have the license to teach CheerFit. Um, once you go through the certification and all the, you know, continuing education, you have the license to teach CheerFit. You bring it to your facility. You can bring it to your athletes as, you know, a specialty class. You could offer it for parents as, you know, a class for them to do instead of waiting around at practice. Um, mm -hmm. You can add an additional revenue stream to your gym because you have the license to teach it you charge whatever you want uh keep 100 percent of that and then your athletes also get access to the athlete portal parents do as well where it's all at home you know hundreds of at home workouts focused on everything from tumbling stunting jumping flexibility core strength um and everything in between gotcha so real quick i'm yeah. make sure i'm hearing this right we as a gym sign up for cheer fit, right? I become mm -hmm. certified. I'm teaching it. And then our athletes are able to, our athletes then are able to sign into the portal. Right. Yep. And, and then they can get their own at home workouts. Right. right. Then they get their own at home workouts. And then we work with the gyms and the coaches um, of the teams to say, all right, you know, it, because too, every, 
one, knows fitness is important. Information overload is a real thing. So yes, you have access to hundreds of workouts, but now what do I do, right? So we want to mm-hmm. give you guys that plan. So we really work with the gym owners and the coaches to say, hey, what are your goals this month? What are you focusing on? What are, where, where are the weaknesses? And then assign, you know, weekly workouts within the portal to the coaches that they can, you know, share with their teams. Everyone has logins so that they can do with them at home. So really it's more, you know, it's great to have a program, but if you with a program without a plan or they say, you know, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Mm-hmm. So same thing. We want to give you that plan and the action plan to really be successful with it um, and, and use a fitness program that's going to be effective to your goals instead of just, hey, here's hundreds of workouts. You know, what do I do with this? Yep. There we go. So now tell me the big differences between, you know, group regular, just group fitness or CrossFit, or just between that and CheerFit? So yeah, CheerFit is, you know, focused on the aspects of cheerleading. So every workout class has five main components, focusing on balance and stability is the first section. Um, Then we have a cardio and endurance section for the second section, Um, uh, strength and sculpting for the third, abs, uh, abs and core section, and then flexibility section. So every workout has those five components. And then just depending on the different styles of workouts is where you're spending more time within those components. So cheer fit bootcamp, you're spending more time in the cardio and the endurance section. Um, and then in between each section, we have a little sideline where you can incorporate your eight counts, your cheers, your, um, you know, choreo from your routines as a coach. So you can get in some extra practice within those sidelines and make it fun transition from workout to workout or from, you know, circuit to circuit. Um, And then we also have, you know, a option to do our get, quote, get amped section. So you can, you know, do Mm -hmm. as many reps as possible within each section um, and transition between each um, part of the workout. So there's a a mix of different styles, but depending if you're looking for more endurance, more dance, more sculpting, thing and then we're also developing like a, a beast mode more intense for gyms looking to take it to the next level yeah there you go good stuff okay now let's let me pick your brain a little bit uh-huh. i am you know i'm just starting out you know the gym's new we don't have much revenue so i'm like i, I can't really get certified right now we don't have either the time the space the resources whatever the case may be what are some things what's something that we as coaches gym owners should focus on every day as far as conditioning is concerned? So two things with that. One, switching the mindset with conditioning. Because again, focusing fitness on something positive is one of the things that we are wholeheartedly focused on. And really just shifting that mindset from you have to work out to I want to work out. This is the highlight of my day because I see the benefits. I see the results from it. I get excited to do this. So as coaches, one, really shifting that narrative, shifting that mindset to empowering your athletes to actually want to work out. You know, it's the worst pulling them and having them roll their eyes and they dread doing the workouts because they don't enjoy it. It's not fun. They're not seeing the benefits of it. So really empowering them, making working out fun, something that they want to do, having a program that you have confidence in teaching. And then if you're going to focus on one thing, I always say core strength, you know, your core is your powerhouse. Mm -hmm. So the stronger your core, the stronger you're going to be in tumbling, the more power you're going to have in stunting, the more body control you're going to have in flying. So really focusing on those core exercises, If you don't have any background, you're not sure what to do, core strength is always my number one because you 
you get the most out of it um, because you truly do need a strong core to be able to prevent injury and improve your skills. There we go. All right. So now walk me through. There are coaches, there are athletes that you've seen. You've seen a thousand of them. What do you feel like most, and I guess you have two different answers. What do you feel like most athletes are missing? And then what do you feel like most coaches are missing when it comes to fitness? Um, Ooh, good question. I like this one. Coaches, I would say absolutely just having a plan. Again, we all know fitness is important, but as coaches too, like you're doing a million other things between competition and choreo and tryouts and, and dealing with athletes and parents and traveling and, you know, life and family and all the things in between coming up with a fitness routine. It can be a job in itself or sitting there Mm -hmm. and Googling and YouTubing different workouts and then having workouts that are specific to cheering is so crucial because, again, cheering is so different than any other sport, right? Like, where you, it's so much different. So you need a workout yeah. that's going to prep your body and condition your body to keep up at that level. So definitely for coaches is having a plan and having, you know, knowing what workouts to do that are going to be effective. And so that's with with Cheerfit, we really want to give you that structure and really just that confidence um, to know, okay, this is what we're doing. We're not wasting time. We're actually maximizing time. Um, so also making that shift for coaches as well. I know practice is intense. I know you have to cram in so much um, in a little amount of time, but just taking a step back to move forward. So if you're, you know, allocate a 20, 30 minutes once a week or twice a week to practice by doing a workout and assigning workouts Mm -hmm. for your athletes to do at home. Yes, it's taking some time away from practice, but in, you know, four to six weeks, your athletes are going to be stronger and now practice is more efficient. So really making that mindset shift to know, all right, I know I have a lot to do, but if I focus on these priorities, if I focus on fitness, I'm actually going to save time in the long run. So playing that long yeah. game. Um, and and for athletes, you know, really just, again, shifting that mindset to actually wanting to work out and realize the benefits of it. I think so many just think of it as a punishment and they'd rather be doing a million other things or they'd rather be stunting or tumbling, but really empowering them and reminding them, hey, if you want to get to this level, if you want to get this skill, you have to get stronger. You have to condition mm-hmm. your body and not using fitness as a punishment, but using it as a reminder of the what you can accomplish by getting stronger. Um, so yeah. for athletes, yeah, I would really say just, you know, showing them the benefit of fitness and, hey, if you want this skill, it's not practicing more. It's actually strengthening to be able to hit that mm-hmm. skill or get that, um, hit that next level. Love that. Great. Danielle, you're, you're great. You really are great. <laughs> And I, and I love that. I love the, I love the plan. You know, I, I worked out like religiously in college all the time working out, you know, every day. Right. And then I take some time off more time than I should have working out. Right. Mm-hmm. Eventually I want to get back into the gym. So now I'm start working out at our local, you know, it's called in shape, but it's like mm-hmm. your, your normal globo gym. Right. Mm-hmm. Just you know, like 24 hour fitness, I think. And working out there and I kind of get to a point where I'm like, I really don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like I'm in here, I'm working out, but I don't know what I should be doing. And then I kind of get to a point where I'm like, man, I kind of feel like I need a coach. Like, Mm -hmm. because I really, you know, and so I ended up joining CrossFit. But what I liked about CrossFit, same thing I like about Cheerfit that you're saying right now is that I don't have to come up with my own workouts, you know. I can just, you know, it's planned out for me. There's a set time. And so real quick, how long is 
how long is a is a session? We have thirty minute and forty five minute sessions. Okay, yeah, there we go. And so, right, it's already planned out. And yeah. you know, one of the things, so our, you know, our athletes work out every day. I love it, especially during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so we're working out. But you know, the one thing I have to do is come up with the workout, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are we gonna do today? I don't even know if this works, right? You're just like, uh, let's see. I guess we'll attack some core. Uh, I probably should probably get some glutes in there, right? And you're just like trying to, you know, mm-hmm. make these things up on your own, opposed to having someone, you know, hey, we've actually researched this. This is what you should attack, and we actually have a plan to reach these specific goals for you guys, right? Yes. So, love that. Good stuff. Yes. Okay, um, okay. If you want to add on to that, feel free. But sounds great. Real quick. Mm-hmm. How much? How much is a certification? Or just walk me through prices real quick before I move on. Yeah. So for the certification, first you apply to get certified. So you know we really want to make sure that those people getting certified are you know have that level of that mindset and in it and excited. Um, so you apply to get certified, go through the interview, and then you're invited to the virtual certification. So we host virtual certifications every other month or so. Um, we keep them small groups so that you get that personalized experience, so that you feel you know connected. You can ask questions. You feel really confident walking away from. Um, the certification itself. You're not just another fish in the sea. So to go through the certification weekend, which is an eight-hour training, is $5.50 to be certified. Um, that's a one-time cost. Gives you the certification training weekend, um, the manual. You get your own cheer fit palms, which is everybody's favorite part. Um, and then the, <laughs> the license to teach the cheer fit classes. Um, with that license, you can then charge whatever you want for the classes. You can bring it to your gym. Um, you can bring it to the parents. You can do fundraisers with it, which a lot of coaches and gym owners love as well. And then whatever you, you know, charge for the class, you keep a hundred percent of that. Um, so that's the certification process itself. And you then, after the certification weekend, there's a four-week kind of getting started boot camp because we never want to just leave you on your own. We never want to say, all right, you're certified, you know, wipe your hands, good luck, see you never. We want to be mm-hmm. with you and empower you and be there every step of the way. So that's where you get access. You, you know, you learn how to implement the program, create the structure for the classes, really, you know, teach with confidence because that's a whole other thing as well. You can have all the tools in your tool belt, but if you don't know how to lead with confidence on um, you're, you know, you're always going to have that hesitation. So we really give you in the getting started boot camp um, all the tools to lead, to market the classes, everything you need to be successful. And then you have, um, so that's the certification, get your license, start teaching the classes. And then my favorite part is the continuing education. So that's Mm -hmm. where each week we have a group coaching program. So we have one for coaches and gym owners who want to implement the workouts to their athletes. Um, You know, everything from, hey, how do I motivate my athletes? Or we're crunched on time, what workouts should we do? Or what should I be doing? You know, to customize those at-home programs and give their athletes the access to the portal. Those are our group coaching calls. We have calls for others who want to use it as like a group fitness class at a gym. And then there's also new exercises and playlists and choreo that come out each month and you're part of the community. So that's all just $50 a month moving forward to keep the license and teach the classes. There we go. Good (laughs) stuff. All right. So let's move on and let's talk about, you just have a a new endeavor. You started a podcast. So welcome to the podcast space. I know. Thank you. I'm (laughs) loving it. So tell me about uh, the podcast. Tell me why you started the podcast. So, I mean, I've always wanted to start a podcast. I love interviewing. I feel like even from when I was younger, I would always just watch talk show hosts. And if I didn't 
fall into cheer fit and, you know, go that path, I feel like I would have wanted to be a host or a reporter or something. So I always loved the interview style. And I've always known I wanted a podcast. I just had no idea what I wanted it to be on. Um, and have always been thinking about it, especially the last couple of years. And then all of a sudden, a couple months ago, it literally just popped into my head uh, for a topic or a concept called life after cheer. So I started the podcast. It's called Life After Cheer. And that concept behind it is to interview all successful, you know, entrepreneurs, CEOs, coaches, gym owners, industry leaders, and tie it back to at one point in their life, they were former cheerleaders and dancers. And really just sharing their journey and the lessons that they've learned on the mat, how that translates to their success today and tips that they can give other, you know, former cheerleaders, dancers, athletes who all of a sudden, you know, they're looking to reconnect with that passion and want to tie back those, those, that feeling of success to what's next after cheer. So when someone checks out the show, what should they like expect? Yeah. So it's really diving into, you know, the journeys and the stories of successful people today who, again, they were former cheerleaders and dancers. So there's a lot of common traits of these leaders, of these successful um, gym owners and CEOs and coaches and entrepreneurs, and really just hearing their story and the lessons that they've learned as a cheerleader, you know, everything from determination to teamwork to you know, overcoming challenges and adversity and how they can translate and carry those lessons that they learned as young age to become the leader that they are today. So there's a lot of common traits and things that you can learn and pull from their stories to translate to your own journey and tips. And, you know, I'm a big believer to follow your passion and, you know, follow that vision. And how do you take those, that, that mindset and those things that you've learned as a cheerleader, which there are so many stories just amazing lessons that we learn and again, kind of take for granted when we're, you know, as we're athletes and how can you now translate to where you are today, where you're not always going to be a cheerleader, you know, per se as an athlete on the mat, but you're still going to be a cheerleader. Once cheerleader, always a cheerleader, you're still going to be a cheerleader in your life today. And so how can you translate that journey to be successful? There we go. Good stuff. If you're looking for more guests, I think I know a guy. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, tell me, what's your favorite part about podcasting? I just, I love connecting to people. I love hearing their stories and hearing their journeys and just being able to share that, having another platform. Because, you know, Instagram I love, but you can only share so much in, in a post and you can't mm-hmm. truly connect. And with CheerFit, you know, and personally, I'm such a strong believer in the power of community and connecting and just sharing stories and inspiring others. And I truly think through the podcast and interviewing others and just sharing different thoughts and, um, you know, perspectives can truly influence others and help them to reach their goals. There we go. All right, Danielle. Danielle. With your degree in entrepreneurship and marketing, you got CheerFit, you've got the podcast, you're a busy woman. What else should we be on the lookout for? Yeah, so with CheerFit, like, you know, it's evolved in so many ways, and I'm such a believer of, you know, just 
turn again, turning that challenge into an opportunity, following and pivoting when you need to. So we have the workouts for the athletes. We've got the certification now to certify coaches and gym owners, um, former athletes who want to reconnect. We just launched the podcast called Life After Cheer. Um, and then we're also launching our, we have a squad, which is more of an online fitness and wellness community to be part of. It's a free community open to everyone just to get in on different events and things that we're working on and excited for summer to really get cheer fit into, you know, more gyms and facilities. We've got some events. We're um, doing different launch parties and exciting things. And we're working on a new program, which I kind of mentioned, kind of our beast mode program. So it's the cheer fit workout amped up to the next level for gyms who are really looking for to take it to the next level and having a really, you know, solid program for their athletes to just build strength, be intense and kind of have that beast mode vibe. Um, So that's something exciting that we're working on as well. Um, And yeah, if anybody's interested in bringing cheer fit to their gyms or being part of our new beast mode program, definitely reach out um, because it's exciting to see just the success with fitness too. And, you know, just getting those stories of, I, I did these workouts and now these are, you know, the things that I'm achieving because I'm stronger. Dude, love it, Danielle. So if our audience wants to stay connected or get connected with you for any of these things, where can we follow you online? Yeah, so you can follow me um, on Instagram at training, or you could go to training.com or you can email me, Danielle, at training.com. I love to connect and happy to help in any way that I can. There we go. And then the podcast is Life After Cheer. And yes, podcast is Life After Cheer. So definitely tune in and I think you might find Jason there. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Danielle, you are welcome back anytime. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I loved it. Again, Danielle, it was a pleasure having you on the show. You were a fantastic guest and it means a lot that you would uh, come and join us here. Everyone else, thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe because we have other awesome guest plan for this summer and you do not want to miss that you can also show some love by leaving a five-star rating and a positive review and don't forget do that survey come on let's go but most importantly keep on listening until then five six seven eight we're out gym owners directors coaches can you relate to this you say to yourself this season is going to be different we're going to get all of our teams on the same page Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing, or maybe as they are competing, and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coaches clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.